This podcast is brought to you by Shout Engine. In less than five minutes, you can start your own podcast for free with ShoutEngine.com. We are recording right Good. now. All right. That's not kickstart my heart. No, that was Dave Brubeck because we were talking about him That's a second true. ago. And welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. Uh, I believe this is episode 80. That would be correct. All right, that's what I thought. Uh, I am your host, Jeff Glucker. We are in the uh, Palatial Podcast is, Palace. Well, no, that's Chris's house. So this okay. is quickly becoming the uh, just the podcast factory. This is the that's fluorescent the, oppression uh, yeah, chamber. This, this is the podcast office. Yes. We have to get down to business here. Uh, <laughs> Lord business. business. Uh, uh, that's the voice of Blake uh, Zedberger. Wrong. Uh, I didn't think of anything. So, uh, how are you, Blake? I'm doing lovely, Jeff. How are Good. you doing? Good. How are you huh. doing? Good. 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 Uh, uh, Chris Hayes, uh, Mr. Producer himself, is also in the corner. Right Not now. Chet Hayes. Not, I don't even know who that is. is that that's, Tom Hanks's, that Tom, that's Tom Hanks' rapper's son. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Not Chet Hanks. That would be fun to have him on, though. <laughs> Chet Hanks. Chet Hayes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who Chet Hayes, but I, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's good. a goofball. Good, good. Uh, so welcome to episode 80. Uh, Blake. I'm going to dive right into it because I have fucking nothing. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to dive right into it because we haven't done this in a while. I'm going to talk about the beer we're drinking first. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. It's been a while since we had really good beer. and This yes. is fantastic. Yes, it is. Uh, so I stopped by the store on the way up and I spied a new one from the great brewers at Bootleggers Brewery, which is in Fullerton, California. This is a new one uh, called SoCo IPA. It's a West Coast style IPA, which... I mean, pretty much any IPA you're going to get in the States right now. Which means it's what West does, Coast. it doesn't work until 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and it wears flip-flops It's an day. actor, even though it hasn't worked outside of garden. Oh, so college. it's a waiter, actually. Yeah, yeah it just yeah, works yeah. as a waiter. Right, right. Uh, that it's just super hot. It, it says it's super hoppy, but it's not. It's not hoppy at all. killing no. me at all. Um, it's, it's actually a really good balance. pretty like smooth. It. It's, if for an IPA, it's nice and light. Uh so SoCo IPA, it's a, seems to me it's a new one from Bootleggers Brewery. Drinkable, if you will. Very drinkable. Bigger drinkable. Uh, so good stuff there. We're splitting Foreshadowing of, of more beer projects on your behalf. Yeah, I mean, most people know about them, and I'll talk about them at the end of the show real quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, now now I will dive back in, Blake, to what you were doing, uh, which I got invited to and sadly could not go because after reading Jason Torchinsky's account of it, it sounded fucking awesome. Also – Awful. Awful. <laughs> mostly, mostly either or. Um, I just came back from the Audi TDI challenge for the A3. For the A3 TDI, which is uh, what I'm driving today. Nice. Well, huh. technically, you're on your motorcycle. Yeah, it's true. So um, I lied. Sorry, America. fucking liar. Um, so how did this? Start? How does this? So we flew into Albuquerque. The, the idea is to go from Albuquerque to San Diego, which is. Over 800 miles, right. 834 miles. And when I got the invitation, I thought, oh, this is going to be like, they probably gamed this system just to, everyone's going to make it and we're all going to learn about how great the TDI is. And no, no, <laughs> honestly, um, I drove with Mike Jurgens, a good friend of ours from mm-hmm. Quattro World and also a fellow Massachusetts native. Is, is, he, of the, is he of the lotion Jurgens? He's in, he, gross. <laughs> He's in fucking Austin. Austin Brighton. And uh, 
He uh, he and I were driving, and he calculated that you have to do 62 miles per gallon to make it. Total. Total. Wow. Average. Average. Right, right, right. Which is scary. So that meant the, the A3 is rated 43 highway, mm-hmm. and the route they gave us wasn't all freeways. It was actually freeways and a little bit of two-lane roads, a lot of elevation changes. At one point, we were going outside Flagstaff, and we climbed to 7,000 feet in half an hour, and that killed us. And then we dropped all the way down to 4,000 all the way going into Sedona. So it was really challenging. It was a lot of fun. It's the most meticulously well-organized press event I've ever been on. Really? I swear to God, not even Rommel in North Africa was this organized. <laughs> what, what made it so organized? Um, we, we flew into Albuquerque, and uh, we stayed at the Hotel Park Central, which is uh, – Audi said it was the best hotel they could find in Albuquerque because it's Albuquerque. And um, – it's basically like this 1920s railroad hospital. It was built as a railroad hospital for the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad. And um, in the 80s, it became a children's psychiatric hospital. So oh, clearly it's Jesus haunted. Christ, yes, clearly it's amazing. haunting. And um, in the in the 2000s I would have gone so, skulking around at like 3 a.m. all drunk looking for ghost babies. Come play with so, us, yeah. Mr. So Glucker. So is it run entirely by Irish and Chinese immigrants who are then haunted by ghosts? They, they were all blown up. Mm. So um, so I felt at home there. And uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a great hotel. And the next day we all we all got up and um, their cars were in front of us. So we all learned about the route and we had uh, ten commandments of basically what we could do: don't mess with other people's cars, don't uh, don't game the system, don't go off road, and everything. Don't put in more diesel. It's sealed with a little piece of tape that we found out could be easily removed. So we clearly should have added more gas or diesel, I should say. And um, and they also showed us that if you failed the challenge, you had to drive it. I'm doing air quotes here. It. And it is a 1994 Ford Aspire that they found and bought. Seriously? And, yeah. And towed on the back of an Audi Q7 the entire way. That's fucking hilarious. It was like, great. To, like Top Gear-esque. Exactly. Like that's, that that's car you drive. pretty cool. It was really awesome. And then like as at every stop, they just put on like tackiest bumper stickers on the back. So they put on like a license plate on the front that says bad girl. And they, on the back it said <laughs> cowgirl and like I break for butterflies. And See, um, you know what's yeah. you know what's funny is I got the invite. I couldn't go. I had other shit to do, and I was bummed because I've always wanted to. Because they've done mileage marathons before. This right. one sounded a little bit more interesting than the other ones, and I didn't. I wonder if they would have gotten mad if I would have just floored it to see how far I could go. Like just hammering it. That was going to be my thought. Is I want to be the first guy to get right, the like, bad Right? Like, would they car? be yeah. so mad at me? And then I would laugh my ass off driving that Aspire the, the whole entire time. way there. Yeah, they, it was basically like a battle for first, or actually a battle for second, because no one could really get first, right? Second place, and then a battle to the end to see who could actually get to the Aspire. So, really interesting strategy there. First place, if you made it to San Diego, or actually whoever made it the farthest would win a track day at Sonoma with uh, R8s. Wow, which is cool. Damn. Nothing, nothing us famous auto journalists haven't done before. I, I've never yeah, driven Sonoma. Cool. That's pretty awesome. That's true. Actually, I don't even know if I've driven an R8 on a track. So. Second place was going to be these R8 remote control cars, oh, which that's I cool really too. wanted. Yeah. I yeah. think second place is the better prize, actually. Third place was a set of steak uh, knives, maybe. and fourth place was you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> so Always be close. Yeah. Always be closing. So we, we left Albuquerque, right? And we uh, the first day, first day we stopped at this place called the Ice Caves, which was a, uh, um, a tourist area that was 4,000 acres. This family had was still still owned it, right? And the lady's great-grandpa had bought it in 1915. He started off with 250,000 acres. Jesus. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is basically the size of New England. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like Massachusetts to Maine. And, um, and maybe that's Connecticut. so awesome. And then they whittled it down to 4,000 acres, and there are four volcanoes on that property. Jesus. Yeah. I don't even know one. I don't even own one volcano. 
Chris, how many volcanoes do you own? Nine. <sighs> get get out of here, you fucking or, Yeah, one percent or rich bastard. So well, I, I am the descendant of the great volcano people of North Dakota. <laughs> ah, right. Ooh, in that case, yeah, yes. I didn't know that. They're, they're, they're a lesser-known volcano group, but they are uh, majestic nonetheless. The volcano people sounds mm-hmm. like a '60s band. Uh, that too. Yeah. So they also had this ice cave, which was uh, what the what the Native Americans used to use to store their beer. You know. I assume there's beer involved. And uh, we got to look at it, and it's, it was like lime green because of the algae that wow. was in there. And there were actual – like you had to walk down these really perilous stairs and um, get to an actual cave full of icy water, and there was ice hanging on the walls. That's crazy. And outside it was like eight, 75 degrees. That's awesome. Yeah. And then they gave us lots of beef and pork jerky. Pork jerky. How is pork jerky? It wasn't as good as Just beef like jerky. uncooked bacon? Basically. But not as good? Yeah. It needs more salt? Uncooked vinegary bacon. So we, we got back in the car, and we, we basically figured out that you have to do 40 miles an hour the entire way to San Diego to make it. Jesus. So on the freeway, we got to the Windows 10. up, AC off. Windows up. We, we could crack the windows like a finger's width down. And um, AC off. We, we had the nav system on because the route was in there, and um, we made it to the Arizona border. There was a uh, there was a wagon train of Germans following us, and there were there were two A3s in there, a a really cool Q5 that was a medic van that had like lights on top and like Audi medic mobile on the side. That's it was cool. Awesome. It was like this this local EMT guy was following us to make sure we didn't die of heat stroke. And then uh, some German engineers in like the Volkswagen transporter, the current Euro van we don't get. Really? That was brought over, and it said Vorsprung durch Technik or whatever. Vorsprung durch Technik. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. It was really cool. That was cool. So they, at one point, we stopped to take photos, and the entire wagon train was following us at 40 miles an hour, and they all stopped in line with us. And we were like, oh, Scheiße, here comes the Germans. Yeah. And then uh, we got back in the cars, and we kept driving. We got to the 40 freeway, and ever do 45 miles an hour on a 70-speed limit freeway? There are tractor trailers doing 80. And they're, yeah. like, barreling down Whistling on you. past you. Yeah, they're barreling down upon Ooh. you, and then they do the little tick over, and they go past you, and you just feel the weight come I'm past just you. imagining Terrifying. that this isn't really, this isn't really a, a test of the mileage. This was really a handful of people in Germany going, how many Americans could we piss off in the course of three days? Oh my God! We got passed by. We got passed by a couple mobile homes. One of the one of the Audi people who had to follow us, right, got passed by a. He said he, he got passed by a barn, like a <laughs> barn on the back of a truck. Nice. I've never been passed by four semi trucks in a row and about a million Priuses, oh. and like every minivan on the planet. Then we get to we got to Arizona. We're driving through Flagstaff, and then we we get to Sedona. That's our f- first night stop, and this gorgeous. A uh, place called the what was it called like the Enchantment Resort. Enchantment. That's where like old swinger couples go. Go to just have gross key old, parties. Wealthy yeah. swinger couples. Now was the Enchantment Resort also built upon the broken backs of immigrant labor and children that have been abandoned? No, it's built on an Indian barrow. Oh, oh okay. okay, that's yeah, easier. That's better. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's much better. better. We had an amazing we had an amazing dinner because of course Audi like you you get there and then like the Audi like ESI people like organizing the thing are there before you and then they um they take your car and they wash it which well, I they didn't was in- have to go forty. They didn't have to go for it. Exactly. They made it there like 15 hours in advance. They shouldn't wash the cars, though. Exactly. They shouldn't wash the cars. My my stance on road trips is that you wash the car once before you leave, and then you get to your destination, take and you pictures, take pictures, and, and then, then you, you wash, wash it. it. Yep. Better yet, you wash half the car. <laughs> so um, that's when we figured out, like, 
um, you know, all the standings and everything. They calculated our uh, stuff. Two two lifestyle bloggers were in first place, and then in second place, I forgot who they were. I think it was actually Neil Pollock and Jason Torjinsky. And apologies, I think they were in like third on the first something like night that. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely up there. But my apologies to Neil because he had. I promised him we were going to be driving together, and then I found out Mike was driving. I hadn't seen him in a while. Like, peace out, peace so I like said I, I had to be really awkward to Neil. But then he drove with Jason, and spoiler alert, he ended up winning. Yeah, so you're welcome. Week. Now, Mike is nice. you know, He's a nice guy, but Neil seems like he'd be way more interesting to talk to just because I've never spoken to him, and he's a goddamn Jeopardy champion. Like he won like three days in they're a row. Both, they're right. both awesome. Like I, I'd want to be in a car with both of them. Yeah. That'd be sweet. And Jason too. Not at, not like at 40 miles an hour, but right. definitely See, in a car. I think, it would get out, I think it would get old like three days in. Everything that you pose to him has to be in the form of a question. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is Arizona? Yes, Neil, we're going there. Relax. <laughs> what so is we, the speed limit? I, I, I'm not, I, no, I'm asking. I, don't, I didn't have to see Oh, the I have to answer <laughs> the answer first before you ask yeah. the question. So we get to, we got there, and then they, they showed us the standings and everything. They were really impressed. And then um, turns out we were in last place. We were dead fucking <laughs> also, last. Wait. Tell everybody your team name. Our, our team name was the Unintended Decelerators. Because I think that's, that's a the bit best of, team name. That's a bit of Audi history for you people. How, what did Audi think of that? They liked it. Yeah. They, 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 said, they had a tweet that said their Unintended Deceleration is paying off, um, which is great. <laughs> That's probably one. That's probably the funniest team name, right? I didn't. I only the only other one I know is Torches. I don't they, know. What, yeah, they were the Circumcisers, which the is Circumizers. Circum Circumizers, but they were just they, we just called them the Circumcisers. <laughs> Actually, there was their individual. I'm team guessing name. that maybe the PR people and the marketing people you're dealing with were too young to remember the Audi yeah, debacle. I, know, right? I think I think Davy and uh, Davy and George Acorn of uh, Fortitude had the second best team name, and that was the. Joest McCarthy's. So Team Joest Racing from the you know the Audi Le Mans team, yeah. and then McCarthy, so like Joseph McCarthy. So they were out hunting communists. It was great. That is pretty good. I suggested a Davy Quattro Rude. So Quattro and Rude, because he's all subs of Scott, he didn't like it. Oh, man, I'm surprised at that. God now, how far did you make it? We made it 706 miles. Wow. So we got to a rest stop in El Centro. <laughs> and then – so why I say Audi organized the shit out of this thing was basically they knew a lot of people lots of people weren't gonna make it. They didn't even think anyone was gonna make it. So there were bailout points along the way from the California border all the way to San Diego where you could stop. And along the way there were like at least two or three ESI guys with big yellow jugs of diesel called the can of shame. And um <laughs> Our first stop was Glamis, which is where uh, Keen of the Hammers Yeah, was. bro. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, bro. Glamis Go to the desert. Rules. Got my Ford Raptor. I put Mickey my, Thompson. I put my paddle tires in the bed. We're going <laughs> Baja Claws. Union. Fuck yeah, I'm cranking Godsmack for six hours. <laughs> and then, uh, so we stopped at Glamis. I bought a big-ass pennant, which is great. And then, um, uh, yeah, we, we didn't have to, uh, actually, one team, one guy drove solo and it's a guy we all kind of know, and uh, I know I saw don't that. really like him too much. I like him. Yeah, he's all right. I like a lot him. of people are like, I don't want to drive him. But I like him. Nobody listening knows who we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it's true. A lot of people. However, the great thing is, is every automotive journalist that listens to this is now going to know exactly how Blake feels about him. <laughs> hey, 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 don't shoot the messenger. I don't have a. I like him. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, no, but a lot of people there were like, oh, I don't want to drive with that guy. I would just have to beat him. You just have to beat him. I would have drove with him. Um, he's but right. Go on. But he 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 blew through and got gas there at the first point after lunch. Oh. We basically crossed into the California border, passed the agricultural stop at Blythe, and then had lunch at Blythe, the nicest restaurant in Blythe, apparently, and then um, drove all the way down to Glamis 
just up and down, you know, getting passed by trucks, 40 and a 65, killing ourselves so once you once you did the um the the, the can of shame did you just fucking floor it oh yeah we were like Go right it. to the hotel windows, windows you guys went, up. the finish line was hotel del coronado right yeah which is a glorious hotel it's great but Such we also had to spot. we also had to follow that route to get to the uh well bella point and here's why because on at, in dinner at dinner in sedona they revealed to us a big secret Eight teams, whoever eight teams, whoever basically makes it to any of the bailout points gets to drive the Audi A3 Cabriolet. So you'd get to a bailout that, that point was, and that's, that's, switch. That, that's, was, that seems like that's actually a detriment. So a couple, no, 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 couple no, clicks above the Aspire. Got it. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, I mean, at least you could, like, you know, air out your partner's driving Yeah, you guys must have smelled like shit. Yeah. No, my like, I was going to be nice and be like, you guys are a little sweaty. But no, you guys probably we, smelled we like were, We were bacon. We were bacon in 89 degree heat going out of uh, Arizona into smelled California. smelled like human soup in all yeah, the cars. Mike Jurgen smelled wit like, fuck, he smelled he wicked smelled like awful. A, he, he smelled, smelled wicked awful, He smelled awful, like the kid. fucking Charles before they cleaned that shit up. <laughs> ah. Ah, fuck that guy. No, no, he, didn't, he wasn't that. Mike, if you're listening, you weren't that smelly. And thank you for that. That's good. Old Spice really does the trick. So, um... We uh we basically blew through all that. We we want I wanted to make it to like at least bailout point five or uh two basically before the hotel because they estimated us at not making it to that one. But we we got gas. I mean we got diesel at the El Centro uh, checkpoint right on uh, the eight. And then after that we were like fuck this. Windows up, backspin on, AC full blast. Oh no no no. See, it. I would have gone the other way. I would have windows down, AC up, full blast, and then kites hanging out the windows. <laughs> Just for my own amusement at that point and because it's on their dime. At one point Jason wrote about how he was like winding up the treacherous El Central mountains and he was like, yeah, a cop like buzzed us on his loudspeaker like speed the fuck up because right, they, they were doing 40. 40 up an incline or yeah, something. Yeah. On yeah. In the 70s. So, then we just blew past them. So great. for anybody not listening, uh, you should go read Jason's account too uh, on Jalopnik because they they won. And the only reason they won, which is amazing, the total trip in distance was 826 miles. Jason got them. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jason got them lost by taking a wrong five exit miles, yeah. by five miles. So two teams made it to the finish. Finish. Jason's team did an extra five miles to get there, so he won. <laughs> when we when we got to the rest area, we were reading 30 miles bef- below zero range. When Jason and Neil got to the hotel, they were reading 100. Wow. Yeah, because we calculated in, in the reserve uh, tank there's two gallons of diesel, and if you keep going at 62 or 64 miles per gallon, you're, you should be all set to get to San, San Diego. Yeah. And um, they made it in right we, – we all stopped at this place called Barrett Junction, and if you're an auto journalist and you've done press trips in San Diego, you've probably driven past there. It's on this really gorgeous road, and they're Was famous it up near for like fish Julian ride. or something? No, oh, not no. even close to Julian. It's south of El Centro. It's basically right close to the Mexican border. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's where I got stopped once from, right. from paperwork. I was on that press trip. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, so we stopped there, and by then, Jason and Neil were like 40 miles below empty, and they're like, fuck it. Let's fucking do it. Let's fucking make it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Fucking Thelma do it. Louise, fucking grab fucking my hand. do it, right? <laughs> so they caused the biggest fucking traffic jam there since like General Pershing went down to go find Pancho Villa. And I think they even like ran a red light in San Diego. Like they you, just like you kind of had to, really. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, now running a diesel car down to empty is not a good move. 
but obviously Audi I think running like, any car to empty. No, but like diesels, it's worse. It's something to do with the it's injectors. The, well, it's the fuel pump system. Is that what it's it is? a fuel system because when you get that high pressure fuel system, it needs the cooling of the fuel. Yeah. And you can fuck things up. Like but, a gas car, you run it, oh, you putt putt to the side of Well, even that, even in a gas car, it's really bad to run around on a low tank because once again, the in tank fuel pumps need the gas to radiate the heat out of the pump. Mm. So it's uh, just oh. bad to do. Oh. Oh, but it's worse than a diesel, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's also worse to drive forty miles an hour on a freeway. Yeah. See, Don't that's why. That. That's why I want to know if, like, if I went in beforehand and pulled one of the PR people aside and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna fucking drive as fast as I can." I mean, not like well, within reason, within mm-hmm. reason. But I want to run this diesel down, and I want to do an opposite story to say, you know, I tried to be a comedic idiot, but I still got like thirty-five miles a gallon. You know, something's Wait. dumb. Right before we had to get fuel, we hit 63.9 miles per gallon. We were total this close average. To average, total average the entire trip. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's the world, the most frustrating thing in the world when you're feathering the throttle and not taking it up above 1500 RPM. And then you're doing like, you're, you're seeing your numbers tick up like once every five minutes. It's agonizing. And then you hit an uphill and you're like watching it go from like 64, 63.9, 63.7, 63.2. And you're like, no, fuck, ah! I, I, I swear to God, I flipped out at Mike when I was driving. I was like, God, dude, For, we were at like 43.7 at some parts in Flagstaff. And I was like, we're, oh, we're never going to win. We're never going to make it. And um, I'm sorry, Mike. How good were how good were the downhill sections? Oh, fucking great. Was it the, the best? You're like, oh. And Jason had a really interesting strategy because he posted about it on Jalopnik where he, you would think, put it in neutral and just coast down. Don't put it in neutral. No, told put it that. into sixth. And because that turns off the the injectors, the injectors, the injectors and saves fuel. Because if it's a neutral, they stay on. Exactly. Which yeah, is do that. Interesting. Yeah. You can get some. And it's good not just like an Audi thing. That's like yeah. a, a general modern day car thing. Yeah, you can get huh. some. You can catch some. Pre- we caught some pretty big speeds going down at one point outside uh, Sedona. By the way, that area of Flagstaff in Sedona is gorgeous. It's just like huge mountains and tall. Tall, tall trees and everything. And just you go all the way down the cliffs, through the canyons and everything. It basically looks like Northern California. And I never expected Arizona to look like that. But um, one point we were going down. Uh, we were going along this really windy road that basically looked like Malibu. And then at one point we come out and the the desert floor just drops like a thousand feet below us. So we're going on this windy road and we're, the worst part is we're stuck behind these other people in our group and they're slowing us down. Well, can't you just, is it one? No, it's a one lane road. We had to jam on the brakes. You couldn't, um, we couldn't pass them because this part, it was so steep that it was like, nobody's going to see this. I'm doing air quotes. You couldn't, or you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the the opposite lane was like 14 feet below us, basically on a separate path. You know, like how the five, wow. you know, the grapevine separates. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It was like that, but that one lane. That sucks. It sucked. We was couldn't there a pass them. Lane? No, Put we your flashes on, them. like we're having car troubles. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> no, Sorry, bros. Yeah, no, I wish we could have done that. It would have been great. It sounds like a pretty fucking awesome trip. It was a lot of fun. Did you guys have a good little – you must have had a good dinner uh, when you got to uh, San Diego. We they Audi 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 put us in the beach like huts, little little houses really? and everything. Yeah, it was incredible. And then um they had a they had a dinner on the beach. I didn't even know they stations. had beach huts at that hotel. They do now, it's called the Beach Village. Also that Adele. hotel 
Oh, it's, it's awesome. new? Yeah, it's new. They just built it like 10 years ago. Um, that so it's not that new. Actually, they say. I don't believe in, it's haunted. in haunted stuff. But yeah, because yeah, a woman killed herself there. Yeah. Uh, it's What's a really the, cool the hotel. Big San Diego Yeah, yeah. Hotel. The yeah. famous Coronado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's you can see the image yeah. of it. But the crazy thing is it's in the flight path for one of the bases. That's true. Yeah, because the, the, like, the Marine Black – the Navy Blackhawks buzz the all hotel like, the time. all the time. All really the time. Annoying. Which is cool if you're into that. Uh, but if yeah, you're sleeping there, it's – It's cool for the first 10 minutes and then you're just like, shut up. Go away. Yeah, somebody that lives by the beach and is plagued by Coast Guard helicopters and military helicopters going in and out, it's not that cool. Yeah, but you aren't – like this is literally I, – I was, I was at an event there for – for Hyundai a couple years ago, and we're at the beach bar. Um, yeah. It's a dock bar. It's not on the beach, but it's mm-hmm. right there. And every 10 minutes, um, you're literally in the flight yeah. path. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that, like, I get it enough. I couldn't imagine getting that every 10 minutes. It'd be maddening. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but the, the town I grew up in in, uh, in Massachusetts, though, is in the, the, um, the landing path for Logan. Oh, so nice. like, and we're talking. They they buzz us as they come in, um, and it's it's so close that uh, Mass Massport, the Massachusetts Port Authority, right. pays for new windows in the town every like ten years or something like that. Oh, nice! Just because yeah. it's that close to that the airport. Sort of town. Well, it's the yeah. uh, same thing that happens here at LAX. Yeah, um, I when I live in Playa del Rey, actually, I couldn't hear Playa del Rey, Playa del Rey, bro. And like, you walk outside and just like, oh, look at A three eighty taking off, Korean Air. All the way off. It's oh, we made cool. it! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't Korean Air. That was uh, yeah, that was Asiana. It, it, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Um. So yeah, the the trip was the trip was awesome, and I have 400 photos to edit and like 20 pages. It's funny of too because yeah, in in on Auto Week, it'll they'll be like, well, we'd like six photos, please. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta whittle that down. I got some really great shots of Mike with a uh, this German Shepherd we found in an overlook, like right over El Centro. We stopped at this desert tower, which was really cool looking, and then this like German Shepherd just kind of went over and uh, just started like hanging out with Mike. It was it, Mike's really good with dogs, so it's like really it. cool. Yeah, I totally would have kept it. <laughs> but it was like like this house owned like a bunch of this house owned like an albino pit bull that kept on like glaring at me, and then like this really old border collie that was just like I'm done with this shit. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so uh, that's that's so a bummer awesome that I missed trip. that. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you had a fantastic time. Um, so how was the car? I've, I've driven an A3. I have not driven an A3 diesel. I have to imagine it's. I, I am a big fan of the A3, and it is a great little uh, road trip car. It's very comfortable, very quiet. It's and, like uh, a max three-person road trip car, though, right? You you wouldn't you want to do fit four? four? You could probably fit four people. You'd so, so. Problem is, though, um, the ride's pretty smooth. There's not there's like no room in a center console to just stash random crap. I, I have a problem with looking at the A3 and going, hmm, well, it's good they brought the A4 TDI back from 10 years ago. Yeah, that's basically true. The um, I've been driving around town at like normal speeds and everything, and it's got some interesting characteristics. Like when you when you tip off at a stoplight, um, it takes a bit, and then it just kind of sputters, and then the turbos kick in, and then it goes a bit. It's uh kind of disjointed there, and then um, other than that, like it's it's got great power. The brakes are really better than the 2.0. Is it using their DSG transmission, or is it using a conventional automatic? DSG. Yeah. It's it's their Estronic thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's great. Estronic. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. Huh. It's a good little Interesting. car. Interesting. Uh, how is the convertible? Uh, it's pretty rad. It's, it's not. Is it? A, it's not a TDI convertible. No, it's it? a 2.0 Quattro. I think it's front wheel drive, and it's it's now the cheapest uh, front wheel drive convertible because it's 35 grand, the same price as the EOS, which is which going bye bye. Right. Um, it was always kind of a beat. I guess that's a good upgrade. Then kill the EOS. 
make the A3 convertible. I think there'd be a lot of overlap anyway. I mean, nah. it's, you know, people that are buying those cars are largely buying them for image, and it's just like, well, I'll get the Audi or the VW, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A3s are going to be in a press fleet soon, so you and I should both book them. Yeah. No, uh, I, I want to get my hand. I, I, I've driven the... Um, the A3 at launch, um, not the diesel. I'm, the one I'm dying to get is the S3. That's the one I'm oh, well, of course. But the the big news is the RS3 that's been making its laps around the Nurburgring with what is clearly a five-cylinder turbo under the hood. That's true. That's I have awesome. not seen that at all, so that uh, sounds awesome. <laughs> the, A3, the A3 is a I don't, lot of fun. I don't like, read yeah. automotive news. Ah, that's um, right. You, you like old cars. News. No, I, I yeah. honestly, when I, when I do an automotive news rundown, uh, before this show, he just goes to autoweek.com. No, I go to a, like four websites and I'm like, oh, what's in the news? <laughs> and like, or something I wrote about for Motor Authority. Yeah, there you go. Or Hooniverse News, nice. um, which we steal some from Autoweek occasionally. That's uh, true. But hey, we have, speaking of Motor Authority, speaking of Motor Authority, I just listened to uh, the latest. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Mm-hmm. On NPR? Oh, yeah, Nelson. Yeah, they quizzed. How did uh, it go? Uh, I, I don't just listen to like NPR because apparently I'm a heathen and I don't understand this national treasure that it's is... Fucking Fox News. National. Well, conservative I, target. I, you know, I, I like the idea of NPR. I just can't deal with that many oddly named radio personalities talking over sad oboes. You don't want to hang out with But the people on this singing. show are like... Like award-winning, they're, they're they're funny, and PJ Rourke's are usually on there, right. and like, it's 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 my one of my favorite shows to listen to, and you know they they interviewed Nelson for how that go? Like a, eh, he went all right. He went all right. He I will was, tell him that Blake said he went yeah. all right. Uh, that's nice. pretty funny. Um, I think we're not far from the halfway point, so I'm gonna take a break to get another beer. Um, Blake, if you don't want any, you don't have to have any. I know you're thanks. It's you're, peer pressure, little boy. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll come back. We'll do our our Dollar Shave Club announcement, and then we'll we'll just carry on. Sounds good to me. Break. Carry on my way, for son. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted that. On There'll the be peace when you are gone. All right, so we're back from that quick little break, and uh, we uh, filled back up on some some beers. Uh, this time we are drinking Stone's 18th Anniversary IPA, which actually has a really uh, interesting, uh, real earthy tones and you know some sweet stuff. Mm, just taking notes of elderflower and wildberry. Uh, no, actually, it's, 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 a, it's a unique IPA with a surprising little finish there. So give it a shot. But instead of talking about the beer, i got to take a moment to talk about DollarShaveClub.com because that's what we do now. DollarShaveClub.com slash Hooniverse. Go there. Get some cheap, affordable – I shouldn't say cheap. I should say high-quality, affordable uh, razor In- handles. Inexpensive, Jeff. Inexpensive. No, I like a f- – uh, inexpensive works too. Value packed, affordable, value packed. That's good. Razor handles, razor blades, um, shit tickets. Um, Gross. Yeah, liquid shit tickets. Uh, that's what they should call those. Um, <laughs> shaving cream and a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, dollarshaveclub.com/slash/universe. Uh, don't you mean don't you mean butt Kleenexes? <laughs> no, because that's that's probably copywritten. I'm yeah, going to true. shit tickets. Shit ticket. No, we didn't. No, we did the regular Cash car show. that shit ticket. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um, what have you been driving besides your miserly mile challenge shit? Oh, God. I got to think about this. Um, what cars have you driven? Oh, I drove the new Hyundai Sonata. Sport. I did. I just had that. Was it red? No, it was silver. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, it's actually pretty nice. It's very nice. Um, it's it's totally the perfect family sedan. Yeah. Honestly, even more so than anything anything else in the lineup of uh, in the segment. They did a good job of toning the style back down while still keeping it um, original without losing some of the Sonata flavor. But now it should be more appealing to 
that uh, mid-sized sedan audience. It, it definitely doesn't look like it's got all of its wrinkles pulled up like you know the guy in a Clockwork Orange or something. But um, it I don't know about the styling because it kind of looks generic. It kind of looks like it should be on like yes, an insurance billboard. Generic is an asset in that class of vehicle. Well, I mean, how I many think, Ford Fusions are they selling? They um they used to it used to be outlandish uh-huh. in its style for the segment and now it's toned it down and i it, think that's a smart move on their part additionally true. the interior is, is beautifully laid out it's got a it's, volume it's knob like it's got a tuning knob and that's perfect <laughs> in that class that and pretty much maybe the impala are like the two best things going uh, Impala's I mean, a full-size sedan, isn't it? Yeah, because is the Malibu is a big guy. segment. You'd be oh, okay. the, uh, but I, the, almost everything in the class is pretty darn good. My favorite, just from an enthusiast standpoint, is the Accord. You know what? I think if we're talking about the if surprisingly we're talking about the, stiff springs, the Accord's great. I like the Accord a lot. I think if we're talking about the full full-size segment, I don't think there's any car in there that's really bad. I like everything in, in the there. full size. Yeah, the Azera's pretty good. No, the Azera's the, good. The, the Impala's really good. The lacrosse is quiet, and it's got a really cool interior. And what else? The Avalon is really good, too. I've heard that. I, I, I just don't have a need yeah, to I, review it for Hooniverse, but I've heard of that it's so much – it's I mean, I, greatly improved. I've never understood the Avalon because it's almost the price of the, a lot of the Lexus products, and you get a much better experience with the Lexus No. Products. See, that's the thing now. Now the Avalon is the better deal than the Lexus ES is what I hear. Is I've it? never driven it's, an ES. I've ridden in it, and I thought it was great. Really? Yeah. Oh, you should think again. Because historically, <laughs> it was like the car that made no sense to me. But if that's changed... No, apparently then... it's changed. Apparently okay. now Lexus needs to step the ES up because the Avalon is the better car. Every, everything I've read and, or heard about it is that that's the case. I'd say they could kill the ES, but they sell a shitload Either of way, ESs. Either way, two cars that I'll never review on Hooniverse. So that's, you don't need go. to. Yeah, Unless they're... you need to drive to Vegas like I did one year with the Avalon. Though, on the flip side, there are cars that I didn't think we'd be doing videos of, but I, I'm editing my Honda Fit review. But that's a pretty damn good little car. It's, I mean, it's no Fiesta, but yeah, I like the last. It's one, no right? Fiesta. Oh, but, speaking um, of Fiestas, it's bigger in I, terms of interior space, which is kind of nice if people want that. But it's not as fun as a Fiesta. Yeah, Honda has this magic way of making interiors bigger than they should. They make Tardis vehicles, that's and true. that they are bigger inside than the, they seem the to be. The rear outside. seats are called magic seats, so you're onto something. That's true. And speaking of Fiestas, I drove the 1.0. I think we talked about this, haven't we? Yes, we have. Okay. Because it's, it's awesome, and we both love it. It's pretty great. Um, a lot of fun. So I'm trying to think of what uh, – oh, well, so I just did uh, the Motor Press Guild track day. That's true. Um, I did the street drive, which was good. The street – I mean, the, there are many right. streets in Willow, except streets in no, Willow. No, no, no. Was, it's two separate days. Day oh, one right. was in Pasadena. Oh, right, right. Um, the, the best part of, of day one was I finally got to drive my first Tesla, and it was a Model S. Oh, you did? Really? Okay. They had Teslas there? They had a Oh, that's right. I saw, wow, I, I saw the article that uh, you, you and Jason had put out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. It was really good. What was it? The I love electric 85 cars. 85 plus? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Because I really love electric cars. I can't imagine how great the Tesla's going It's so good. It's really? and we while we were driving we pulled Hooniverse up on the giant screen and everything like Jason snapped a couple of photos from the back seat. That seems the driver's seat it, it does but you can do it. So fuck it. The the driver's seat is uh comfortable. The the it's ride is fucking quiet, quick, isn't it? Uh it's very quick. It's just it's it's a damn near perfect sedan. Uh nice. as long as you're not like into hooligan stuff which you would get, you know, the new Charger Hellcat. Right. Um well, or you get the new or you get the new all-wheel drive version of it, at which point it may be faster than a Hellcat. Right. Because it's it is faster than a Hellcat. Because the Hellcat's 3.7 and the 
whatever they're calling three, it, P84 Elon Musk's D is uh 342. Yeah. Is it 332? Three, three, two. Two. I thought it was yeah. 34. Holy shit. Yeah. Um so yeah, my first experience with it and it's I was just really really impressed. Uh, Can you and this is the really impressive thing to me about Tesla is that the first Tesla was a Frankenstein car, you know, the, yeah, the Lotus with some batteries. Well, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it's like calling a Venom a Lotus. I mean, uh, this is, this is, I, I would, I don't call a Venom a Lotus. The Tesla is much closer, right? And I don't call a Venom a Lotus. But I'm saying is, there's a significant that went into that. But it was still them mixing and matching stuff that they didn't build originally right. with their stuff. The fact that they did, they did this well on their very first from the ground up product pretty good you know about what's going to come out from from them in the future because we have that mid-sized sedan coming that's going to be in the $40,000 we got a, we got a ways to go for that though because model x has to come first yeah and, and then, that's basically in production and then um seemingly the uh the interesting thing too is when their cpo program starts which they've been talking about because mm-hmm. all of the first model s leases are about to be up in 2016, I think, and they're going to buy those back because they gave them a buyback guarantee. And then they're going to create a CPO fleet, and that's going to be amazing because now there's a whole nother people, uh, a group of people who've seen the the uh, the class ahead of them has been able to afford the Model S. They haven't. They, you know, they could afford a five series, but they couldn't afford a Model I S. I couldn't imagine the values on those diminishing that much that it would be a significant price reduction. But that's they, what some people are saying. They that's may they may subsidize that quite a bit. They right. may have the price just to get more people into the Tesla brand. Right, it's possible because the profit yeah. margin's massive. It's on a, a car CPO that's supremely models. popular right now. They're they're it's not limited or anything. They're building as many as they can. No maintenance practically. Um, unlimited mile warranty on everything because Elon Musk is an insane person. And um, it's it's you know yeah you're right. It's going to be a car well. The, the interesting facet of an electric vehicle is that going forward. They're not prone to the same sort of mechanical failure that an internal combustion car will be because you don't have all the conventional running pieces. The things that you're going to have to worry about are just keeping the bearings greased yep. and making sure that the batteries are conditioned properly. Right. Otherwise, you know, it, it's it's going to change kind of how cars are sold because in theory, so long as you're doing that, you could probably have a car, buy one car and keep it for the rest of your life. Yeah. Te- I mean, Which is what people used to do. Yeah. Well, that's because they lived to 30, but... It's, it's true, <laughs> right. And they had to fend off... Like, if like, I had to know, drive that Civic outside for the rest of my life, I don't know if I'd be yeah. too thrilled. You know, people had to fend off Mongol hordes back then, <laughs> <Yeah>. so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> tuberculosis. But yeah, so the Model S was amazing. Uh, I drove a couple other. Oh, you know what else blew me away that day was they had. A, I finally got to sample the new S Class. Mm-hmm. Holy great. shit! Did you drive I, the S sixty three? No, it was just a five fifty. But it, it had so it had a Burmeister sound system, and I drove it and I was fucking blasting uh, a live Pearl Jam song blasting it mm-hmm. windows all the way up so i wasn't you know annoying anybody just cr- crushing the song volume wise and i I'm, i wrote about it on um twitter instagram all that shit and uh said this is the best sound system i've ever heard and it is that was the best factory sound system i've ever heard and apparently it's the bass system there's a second burmeister system that's even better above it Jeez. yeah hmm. that have blows you, my fragile little mind have you driven the uh rlx no that has the Krell system, and you know what Krell is. Krell is like they make. That's like where 20, Superman was born, right? Basically, yeah. They make twenty thousand dollar amplifiers and shit like that. They did a system for the RLX. That is the best system yeah. I've ever heard. Have in my you life. heard the Burmeister in the S? I have. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's better than a Burmeister. Okay. There you go. Try it. Interesting. The, the rest of the car is basically their Ford system, a sound system. Right? 
Yeah. Purell. Okay. There you go. Yes. Um, interesting. Okay. I got to check that. But uh, other than that, the seats were super ridiculously comfortable. Uh, it still had the tons of power. No, I didn't try that, but it had the uh, active uh, body control, whatever they call it, where it oh, the hugs you in turns. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it was just a gorgeous experience. But day two was the more interesting day because that was on the track. To get to the track, I drove that Nissan NV taxi van that oh, we talked about. Oh, you had that with you. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I didn't ride the bus with the rest of the journalists. I took the taxi van over Angeles Crest to get to Willow's You Bridge. took the more even, dignified route. I can't even believe taking a bus is an option for journalists. Come on. Well, if they live in L.A. Uh, steal, steal the S500 or something. Right, right. So I drove the Nissan NV over Angeles Crest at 6 in the morning with uh, our associate editor, Jason Connor, f- uh, doing some filming of the van in his Focus ST, which I felt bad that I made him go slow a couple times. <laughs> and then I hit a bird. Uh, also, I Ew. think I got that Nissan NV van up to not on Angeles Crest, but in the flats on the other side, just on the other side of the hill, maybe 11 miles an hour. <laughs> okay. Which is so fast in that car. Yes. That's and, and if you're confused by yeah. that number, you need to pay attention to what I'm talking about. Yes. That's 26 times faster than your average uh, New York taxi. Yeah. Because I've done about uh, 11, 11 and a half miles an hour in my in my Honda, and it is terrifying in a boxy vehicle like that. Yeah. It I've was that uh, that thing it's really, scary, too. This thing really moves in the wind, too. But it was it was awesome. There Because all the traffic's going the other way to go to, into downtown to work. Um, a surprising amount of traffic actually coming into L.A. on Angeles Crest that early in the morning. Uh, but, it's Yeah, it's all those people that live in the middle of nowhere that, yeah. that just commute to hell. But on the way, the other way, it was wide open. It was awesome. I even passed a cop at like 80, 90 miles an hour, and he didn't even blink. He's like, well, fuck that. That, that guy's Fucking an asshole. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Uh, and then I hit a bird, and I felt terrible. Where, um, but where it's not my fault. It's the bird's fault. Where did you hit the bird? Where did, what do you mean? On the car or On where? the car. Like where? Well, like I assumed the, the bird the hit bump, it everywhere. It hit low. It hit low. No, no, no. It was a little bird. It, oh. I clipped it. Um, so nothing showed up on the van, right. but it just like flopped to the side of the road. Jason was behind me. He's like, oh, yeah, you nailed that bird. Great. Like, now now we're going to get calls from PETA. God damn it, Chuck. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it was funny. It was, uh, it was funny to uh, do that in the taxi. But once we got to the track, we had some cars on Big Willow, and we had some cars on streets. I've only driven Big Willow once. And I was looking forward to get back there. And then streets I'd never driven, so I was really excited about that. And everybody I talked to, yeah, everybody says streets is awesome because it's just, it's just, it's um, it's a very technical course. It's not terribly fast, and it's very easy to learn. Unlike big, where you're just like, whoa, I'm shitting my pants, shitting my pants, shitting my pants. Go fast and then shit my pants some more. That's basically Big Willow. (laughs) That's basically Big Willow. Yeah, Yeah. they call it the fastest track in the West. So did anybody anybody fuck up horribly on eight to nine? As as happens after nobody did. No. No one um, fucked up? Nope. Nobody fucked up on 8 to 9. Um, I was on an SLS Black Series uh, track day at Big Willow, Jesus. and someone went off twice in one lap. That's a fun car for Big also, Willow. Also, that car is terrifying. I bet. Yeah, and it Especially makes it, on Big Willow. That car makes a wonderful noise. Because oh, you're God, probably hitting so 140 at the end of the uh, the main straight there in that car. Oh, yeah. If imagine. you don't have balls like me, you're hitting 140. And you know, the pro guys are like, oh, fuck this. We, we were following a, a German dude who was doing lead follows in a regular SLS, and he had just come back like... Three days ago from winning to 24 hours of spa. <laughs> so he was like, I could do this in my sleep, yeah? And then just fucking, and then he went I drive with bit. my penis, you little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> my full on election, yeah? And then just like, he was going like pr- pretty slow, and I was like, okay, okay, I get this. And then he went a little bit faster, and I was like, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm fucking dying. Uh, I took a, uh, the 370Z Nismo out, mm. and they've actually, surprisingly, 
um, softened the rear suspension over previous 370Z Nismos. That actually sounds like a really good idea. Well, That's true. yes, because that car rode really rough. However, I didn't know that. And I'm coming into, let's see, one, two, three, three up the hill into four. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come around that corner and I just go for it and the car steps out a little bit. It's like, okay, didn't expect it to step out there. And then it, and then it just keeps going. I was like, oh, fuck. But it was it was pretty progressive. I just didn't expect it to go that far. Yeah. And so I caught it and brought it, you know, it, it was fine. Nothing happened. Just massive oversteer. Continue on. Did you have traction control off? Uh, I had it in like... Sport. Yeah, you cannot, you cannot actually fully defeat traction control in that car. Really? Yes. In That's that weird. car? Yep. Yeah. That, That's weird. Yep. It is Idiotic. Weird. But, oh, I'm but, sure on the internet someone figured it out. I was on the track. It went fucking pretty far sideways so yeah. maybe you don't need to um uh but so the car was fun uh let's see what else did i drive um I'm trying to think of oh uh on the smaller track so i drove um honda has a crz hpd yeah that's true with the supercharger yep so it's a supercharged crz with a manual gearbox okay um it's actually kind of fun on the, on the streets of willow um, and i get it uh, next, and that's the one. Like the two sticks. weeks. It's it's so funny that the CRZ had all these promises before it came out, and then yep. it's been so. It was it was so meh when it came out that yeah. everybody's I mean, forgotten that, about it's it. It's got to be on its deathbed for sure. Yeah, there's no way that they're. I mean, you never oh, even I, see I them on the street. I thought it looked cool. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was a de- neat idea, and it always yeah. the manual gearbox in it has always been awesome. Yeah, it's true. Well, Honda Honda manuals are usually yeah. pretty good. Yep. I've got a Honda Accord coupe sitting outside my uh, place, and it's got a manual. And you know, I've driven them before. It's awesome. It's nice. Best front wheel drive manual transmission. Yes, it's uh, it's just this the, the CRZ. I mean, it was just always it was always about eight hundred pounds too heavy because that yeah. was the entire point of the CRX is that it was light. Yeah, right. yeah, so. yeah. The 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 fun thing though about it because it has that battery pack. Over the the ass end of the car, mm-hmm. it'll rotate. Oh well, <laughs> which okay. is kind That's of fun. True. Yeah, like if you fling that fucker into a turn, it'll the rear will step out, which is awesome because it's a front wheel drive car. So just keep your foot on the so gas. You're fine. Is it as tail happy as like the Fiesta is, or um, probably actually uh, maybe maybe. Okay. I don't have a lot of Fiesta experience, so I don't totally know. Um, but trying to think, um, what else did I drive in that track? Oh, there's a Jag F-Type, which is always fun. Right. Um, was it the F-Type R? On the track, it was uh, just an S. On the street drive, you could do an R. Um, and then uh, everybody was shocked to see the taxi there. It was laughing as I'm parking it. Um, did you drag it on a track? No, no. no I would have. Um, another crazy thing, though, was they had uh, the Nismo GTR there. Not for drives for ride-alongs and normally you're like yeah oh. I, I was reading on that and I'm like normally you're like I... uh fucking kill me but they had uh this guy named brian who was the 2011 gt academy winner mm-hmm. uh giving the the drives nice he's pretty fucking <laughs> this awesome dude can fucking wheel uh it was amazing what he was doing in the car the crazier thing is he's done a little bit of autocross and then he was mostly uh, uh, simulation um, video game guy, mm-hmm. and he won, and now he races cars. Yeah, like I he remember. wasn't like a go karter. He wasn't, you know, racing these things since he was eleven. Like he's he's like, yeah, I did some autocross, and then uh, I was way into the simulations, and his skills have clearly translated to what we were doing in this car because we were fucking whipping around that course. You know, it was uh, it's one of those things to where he clearly can gauge the distance and can gauge the speed very well. It's it's. He has the disconnect of not being fearful. But there's also you know? there's also a, a, a smoothness 
um, between throttle and brake application because there's some areas where I would like I wouldn't think and I you know I'd be too hard on the brake and it upset the rear end or you know you, you get on it a little too early coming out and even in this GTR he is it's a car you're like oh it's all wheel drive it's in control no like we we were had tail out a couple times because he's put to get the tail out in a GTR you have to be fucking caning it mm-hmm. and uh, we were he this dude was just whipping there's a there's this one turn it's um let's see you go up. Three into four at the top, you hit five down into six or something like that. Yeah. Um, so you're coming back down from the top, and it's this odd kink where it's a slight. You're coming down, so you have to go slight to the right before coming way back to the left and getting back on this almost back onto the back straight. And when you're braking there, you're braking and you're setting up, and it's a spot spot where the rear end wants yeah, you to end swap up, ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really goofy spot, and he's you know he's and you could easily do it in a real wheel drive car if you oh, overcooked yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's hitting that, and you can just feel it. But he's 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 smooth on it and smooth off of it, and so we're just through there and gone. And, and it was super impressive, super super impressive. And, and that's that's approaching the limits on not just a regular GTR, the Nismo, which is right. its limits are even higher, mm-hmm. which is it's impressive. It was it was anytime you can go for a ride with a pro, do it. So let me ask: you, Did the Nismo feel quicker than the I've driven, GTR? I've driven the Nismo GTR. Oh, I, I drove, didn't it, know you in, drove, I drove it. it in Nashville at a, the, the big Nissan full line thing yeah. I was at a couple months ago. Um, it, it's it it definitely feels improved. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds better. It sounds more like a race car, actually. Like you get more of the gearbox, like the the real racy gearbox noises, the whiny, crunchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, and not just in like a and like oh, first gear sucks kind of way. Like you know, like holy shit, this is like a real machine, uh, and it has a better exhaust note, which GTRs never really do from the factory. No, well, I mean, V6s don't generally generally yeah, but, but, sound but, great anyway. But, but that car, yeah. VQ, and I think it's a VQ based engine. Right or no, no, it's a completely ground up design. Is it? Yeah, it's like VG or something. Um, but no, VG was the three hundred and sixty X. Oh, the older one. Yeah, right, right, right. I had a VG three hundred or whatever. All right, uh, so um, whatever they they got way better noise out of it, um, which is good because those things always just kind of sounded like. And they changed players. the suspension in it. I know that they swapped mm-hmm. in more aggressive suspension. Um, so yeah, it, it and I definitely think it's even like seam welded and epoxied throughout the chassis. Is it really? I believe so. Wow, it's a, it's a, a ridiculous machine. Um, and I mean, people can say like, yeah, the price has gone up on the GTR, but whatever. The 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 two point nine to to sixty. You know, um, we're talking like Lamborghini Aventador slash Porsche 911 Turbo S performance levels. Uh, it's and, and probably actually eclipsing the the, the Porsche and, and well, certainly the eclipsing Lamborghini. Eclipsing the Lamborghini for sure. That was a loud. That would be my giant phone falling off my chair and hitting the floor. <laughs> Chris He's early. The best no- part about that is Chris earlier was saying like this is the best phone I've ever had. <laughs> yep, I maintain that bend. No, um, no, no, it's just created an earthquake. It, it created a small crater. That was in like the floor. dropping a Nokia. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the track day was awesome. Uh, I also drove the EcoBoost Mustang. Um, it's I, it's fun. I, I've got uh, a sit in it, and I think all of the all of the problems I had with the Mustang not driving it, they've fixed it. Like the shifter yeah, but, feels normal, and there's actually visibility. Oh, uh, the shifter smaller. felt great. The yeah. shifter felt great. Um, I'm not in love with that motor, which is a bummer because I totally thought I would be. That's been the take across the board. Nobody's uh, like pulled over. As soon by as it. somebody mods it, though, it's probably going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be like a I don't know. It could be great. The um, uh, our associate editor drove the GT and said it was just it, that's 
where it's at, as you might expect. Which right? is which is funny because some there, there was just a comparison recently against the uh, Camaro One LE versus the GT, and the One LE still got the nod. Well, a One LE is is like a, a, a two a, a handling enhanced car. Well, but what I'm what I'm getting to is that that is Mustang's newest, best, and brightest right now. That's their new new chassis, new new suspension, everything, right? And it's not beating a car that's seven years old now. That's that's worrisome, especially considering the fact that the Camaro is going to the Alpha platform and is going to shed probably on the order of five or six hundred pounds. When the, Camaro, when the Camaro moves to the Alpha, it's going to be a whole different ball game. But I'm going to hold off worrying that the new GT can't beat a One LE for now, just because <laughs> there's fun again. Jesus, yeah. Just because the One LE is, is from everything I've read, even from Camaro haters. That it's like that's one of the few Camaros I'd get. It's because it's that good. Like, it's the like poor Boss three hundred two. It's the poor man's E twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I feel like once then Mustang does you know a GT three hundred and fifty or whatever they say they're doing. Um, but, it's just concerning to me no, because absolutely. it's their their that Delta should. Be, I mean, Mustang GT should have trounced it, but I was now, a little worried that it didn't. On the street, uh, our man who drove the car on the street said he purposely found rough pavement and said the IRS was perfect. Really? He said it was such a huge improvement over rough paper. Oh, I bet. Which it should be. So Yeah. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think what else was there. I mean, there was other cool shit there, but whenever I go to these things, sometimes I get in a weird mo- mood, and I was just driving like random stuff where I should be like, ooh, Hellcat. I'm like, did, I don't did Volkswagen like bring any of the really cool Euro stuff? Volkswagen had a GTI. Oh, okay. Yeah. So The uh, GTI is great, though, so. Yeah, the GTI is great. Yeah. I just didn't feel like driving it. That's right. They didn't have a GTD like last year. They had a Hellcat. Awesome. Um, they had a oh, 4C. Did I you drive, drive a 4C? Pack? No, no, because I was supposed to drive oh, the right, cause it 4C, blew a tire. and then someone blew a tire right Spoiler before it was my alert, turn. Spoiler alert, the 4C is awesome. That's what I hear. <laughs> I have been waiting thing, to drive though. that for months, and everybody keeps going, oh, it's awesome, it's awesome. Like, the regular one you. is pretty good, but the track pack makes such a huge difference, like tighter suspension, stickier tires and everything, and it's worlds apart. To me, that's a that is a car geek car. I would totally buy the base model and then go aftermarket all that shit and go full retard. Yeah, I, well, I, I would buy <laughs> I would buy one retard. with all the track packs and stuff and just you know preserve the shit out of that because I think that car might be worth something in a few years. Oh, well, at least when, hold its value. When you do that kind of thing, like like the, you keep your stock parts and just stick them in the closet. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. That's, that, I've always done that fridge, with all my cars. Stick them in the fridge. Stick them in the fridge. Uh, <laughs> all right. On that note, I think we're bumping up on some time here. Right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're rated our normal end time. Okay, good. So Blake, tell everybody, you know, do your normal. Hey, this is where I Blake's at. Hey guys, uh, Instagram as usual. Audi liked one of my photos on Instagram and had us a. It has 1,100 likes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, seriously. I was kind of blown away by that. That's awesome. So BZRONG, if you can if you can boost up any of all of my photos to 1,100 likes, thank you. And then um, How many followers did that net you? Uh, not that many, I didn't honestly. Think so. <laughs> it's just mostly likes from like just random people. Yeah. And then um, and Twitter, same thing, BZRONG for my self-styled witticisms, if you will. <laughs> and uh, AutoWeek.com, I think the, the Audi TDI story will probably go up either end of this week or early next week. So Cool. Chris... Shout Engine. Go. Yep. ShoutEngine.com. If you want a podcast, want to get it online, want to be stupid like we are on the air, talk to thousands stupid. of people. Stupid. Drinking beer. Go to Shout Engine. We'll, we'll set you up. Uh, and if for some reason you want to hear about the awful things that I say, uh, you can find me at Hayes Data on Twitter. Do it. It's funny. Especially when he gets did, mad did, at SEMA. Did, did SEMA ever get back to you? <laughs> yes, they did. And that reminds me, I got to get back to them. And, and because they're like, so uh, who is a dick to you? And I'm like, 
Um, I got busy that day and I completely forgot. But oh, I know her name. Oh, you're gonna. Oh yeah, I'm gonna let them know. The, the funny thing is, is I think that the person that's reaching out to me to go, who was an asshole, is was the person that, that was person? an asshole no! to me. Yeah. So you gotta play it cool. Uh, no, I'll be a dick. I don't care. It was you. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, Fire please yourself. go to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. Uh, tell your friends so we can cl- keep climbing that podcast ladder onto the world of podcast domination, which means we will earn a free Orange Julius at the end of the rainbow. Uh, at the mall. Yeah. Sweet. The South Bay Galleria. Not, not available for Cinnabon discounts. Can I trade uh, that for an Auntie Anne's pretzel? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Non-negotiable. What about Wetzel's pretzels? No. Damn it. What about a Frogert? <laughs> <laughs> Does it come with a monkey's paw? Oh, but oh. the Frogert is also cursed. <laughs> oh, um, there you go. So you only get me, three Frogerts. Follow me on Twitter at jglucker. Also follow at the Hooniverse. Go to our YouTube channel. Please help us grow that. The subscriber base has been growing nicely, but we need more, you know, because I'm hungry for your souls. Uh, so uh, YouTube at or whatever, YouTube, the Hooniverse. Uh, go to the website, of course. Please read our articles. Spread the word. Spread the gospel of Hooniverse. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. Thank you, Jesus, for spreading the word of Hooniverse. All right, guys, let's go to Pinkberry. <laughs> the sprinkles are also cursed. <laughs> <laughs> We'll